Hey everyone, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. PFF came out with a ranking, and they ranked the rosters from 1 to 32. Some very interesting things within that roster ranking. Where the Vikings fall, where does the NFC North sit, and who do they predict to win the NFC North? Now, there are some things that are not accurate in this article, but it's some very interesting topics, and we'll dive into that next on the Ron Johnson Show. Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcasts. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. Hey, everybody, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. It's a dreary, I guess I'll call it, Monday. Sun is not out just yet. It's only 8 o'clock, though, so maybe, just maybe, the sun will come out a little later, but who knows? It might be rain and forecast for the rest of the week. I'm going to Iowa, so not a big deal, but I get to put some money down with FanDuel Sportsbook. So understand this episode and Locked On Sports Minnesota and the Ron Johnson Show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Just visit FanDuel.com backslash Locked On to make every moment more. As I bring my producer to the show, Sam Ekstrom, long weekend of state softball tournaments. Uh, both my daughters can be there this weekend. So I was on the road a lot. I had to go between Ham Lake, Minnesota and Rockford, Minnesota, which are 45-ish, 50 minutes apart. And then both are literally 50 minutes from my house. So I was in the triangle driving. Uh, and yesterday, particularly, uh, I dropped my daughter off at like 2, drove back. So I was at Ham Lake, took both kids. Then we drove all the way to Rockford to drop one daughter off, drove all the way back to Ham Lake to watch the older one. Then drove all the way back to Rockford to watch the younger one play. And then drove all the way home. The younger one won her last game, which was great. Uh, they did not finish last. I think that was the key. Uh, so they ended up winning their last game. And so very proud of her. She had a triple yesterday, had a big hit. And then my my 12-year-old is killing it. Uh, I'm not going to lie. She's 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 uh, batting like 438. So for the baseball wow. team out there, uh, and she's batting left-handed. So for six months, she's been batting left-handed now. And she's a tough get-out. She You can't get her out because of how fast she is. And if they know her, they're not going to pitch to her. And so that's what we ran into into the game before the championship. They pitched away from her, which didn't matter. That team was really good. They were the number one team in the state of Minnesota. Uh, but, yeah, she's batting 438. I think she has 37 stolen bases now. Um, so she's she's doing great. So it was fun to see uh, both my daughters compete this weekend. I was glad I got to see both of them um, because I think both of them are important to understand. One, just because one's older and one's younger doesn't mean one's more important than the other. So I was put a lot of miles on my car this weekend, Sam, uh, trying to get to both. Sounds like it. Yeah. But. Like I told, we talked about this, man. PFF came out with a roster ranking, and did you click on it? I did. I'm okay. looking at it, and I'm, I was going to say, I was going to say, did you do you agree with? I was going to ask you if you, you I should have not told you right away, but uh, who was one and two? But did you agree with one, two, three? Because that one to me was very interesting. Was one, two, three, and then where the Cincinnati, uh, or sorry, the Kansas City Chiefs fell? Because that I thought they would be in the top three, and they were not. Uh, do you agree with that one, two, three, four, five? I'll give you guys a hint. 
Five is the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. Um, they, they basically say their biggest weakness, which is weird, is receiver depth. So maybe that's a little bit of why Stefan Diggs is upset. I don't know. I really don't know. They're saying receiver death, depth, sorry, is their biggest weakness. This coming season, their X Factor is Josh Allen. Number four, since I already kind of gave it away, is the Chiefs. They did not fall in the top three. But what are your thoughts on the top three, and do you think the Chiefs should have been up there? Yeah, I mean, we, we go over a lot of these rankings. I feel like ESPN did something similar, and they had the Chiefs number one, I think. So this is this is interesting, and I don't maybe know their roster as up and right. down, you know, the, the same way that they do at PFF. Um, but I know that that defense is sneaky good. That offensive line is good. They don't, maybe don't have the wide receiver depth. Uh, without Tyree Kill, um, which which knocks them, and again, that's what they put on the on the list is that their biggest weakness is wide receiver. Didn't matter to him last year. Still worked out pretty well for Kansas City Super Bowl winners, but um, you know San Francisco with that front seven, totally stacked. Cincinnati's made a million great moves. They're super stacked, and then obviously the Philadelphia Eagles. They only get better every draft. They they seem to be able to add great players every year. I don't know how they fit them all in the cap, but. It's hard to say they're wrong about those top three. So I guess I'm I'm okay with the Kansas City being four. That's still a pretty good spot to be if you're number four. This was interesting to me. Brock Purdy with the San Francisco 49ers is one of the reasons why San Fran has the number two roster. Not just the only, but one of. I kind of feel like Kyle Shanahan, the way he's you know getting quarterbacks, moving them on, waiting to find his court. I feel like he's almost like Belichick-ish. Like people are starting mm. to, you know, like the way Tom Brady was able to become who he was under Belichick because of that defense. I think the 49ers defense, and then you look at the way the offense manipulates other teams. Uh, Brock Purdy just stepped in just like Trey Lance and now has become kind of a quote unquote superstar. They're like potential starters because right now the 49ers are saying it's a QB battle and Trey Lance and uh, Brock Purdy are both going to get time with the ones. But their 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 uh, early prediction for the 49ers is that it's going to be Brock Purdy. They have Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell at running back, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Juwan Jennings at receiver, George Kittle, and then you got Trent Williams, Aaron Banks, uh, Jake Brandle, uh, Spencer Buford or Burford, uh, sorry, Buford, and then Colton uh, McKissick. Oh, sorry, McKivicks. And so uh, if you think about that team, the way they're set. The right guard and right tackle, they're, they're decent, good. But we know Trent Williams and Aaron Banks, that side of that offensive line is what really makes them go. Um, that side of the offensive line is what makes them a scary team. Uh, when you think about the left tackle, too, Trent Williams being one of the best, I guess, in, in football, very interesting. But here's where I go with this with the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. They have the Minnesota Vikings way down. I mean, if I keep scrolling, below the New York football Jets. The New York Jets, were you surprised about the Jets and how high they have them? No, I think the Jets are, are a team on the rise. You know, they've they've drafted high for a number of years. They've got a, a good pipeline of talent. Uh, they've added around Aaron Rodgers. I I am yeah. in agreement with the Jets, and and frankly, I'm in agreement. I think with the Vikings. I, I think. Do we want to? Are we ready to say where the Vikings are ranked here? Yeah. So the Jets are seventh. Their biggest yeah. strength. This was interesting. Their biggest strength was their pass rush, which helps out the defense and Aaron Rodgers on the field. But their biggest weakness is offensive line. That doesn't help out Aaron Rodgers, nope. but their X factor is their tackle, Mekhi Becton. So it's like they're all over the place with this. That's that's the one caveat I want to give people. Uh, I love these articles just because it's fun to read them and just kind of. But then when you start to break them down, you kind of like scratch your head, like, wait, what? They're saying they're going to win over nine and a half games for Aaron Rodgers. That's probably good enough to get in the playoffs over there. Um, 
but but who knows when you go down you keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling oh there's the detroit lions you keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scroll oh, and there is your minnesota vikings they have the vikings in the middle of the pack I, I honestly i feel like that's like a safety bet with the vikings at 16 um above them at 15 <clears throat> jacksonville jaguars those are interchangeable like i think 14 15 and 16 are very interchangeable because at 14 you got the cleveland browns at 15 you got the jacksonville jaguars at 16 you got the minnesota vikings and then at 17 you got the washington commanders i feel like any of those maybe not the commanders but i feel like the other top three at least you can move around uh because they're saying the biggest weakness for the commanders is their quarterback play jacksonville has a quarterback cleveland I mean, we'll see what Deshaun Watson, if he can get back to who he was. They have a quarterback, and we know the Minnesota Vikings have Kirk Cousins. So I think 14, 15, 16 is very interchangeable. So they're putting them in the middle of the pack. But when you look at their roster, and this is the problem with me with this article, again, it hasn't been updated. They have um, they have Dalvin Cook still on the team, and they still have yeah. Darius Smith. And I think that's the problem is, like, they haven't updated this to the proper numbers. But – Sam, you say you think this is fine at 16 for the Minnesota Vikings roster within the other 32 teams, which is literally in the middle. Um, what do you think? Like, what, why do you think that? Yeah, yeah I, I just think that the the secondary is an extreme weakness. I think interior offensive line is a, is a pretty big weakness. And, hey, now, now I'm worried. Now, if they – if we tell PFF that Zedarius and Dalvin are gone, are they going to drop the Vikings <laughs> in the rankings? Are they going to move us down to 24? Because, I mean, I, I thought maybe mm. it was just like a written error, like, oh, they forgot to update the, the roster. But they actually wrote about Dalvin Cook in the story part of it. Right. So, yeah, I don't know I don't know how you missed that detail. And Zedarius right. Smith, he's been traded for like two months. So that, yeah. that was a, a little uncharacteristic of PFF. Lazy. But I would – I think of the Vikings as kind of a middle of the pack roster right now as they go undergo this rebuild with upside, right? Like there's right. upside with Asamoah, Murphy, Booth, Evans, Bynum. So it could become a better roster over time. Um, and I think the offensive side of it is a little more ready, like right now. I think that's why you still like them is because a lot of veterans on offense, a lot of continuity, you got a superstar in Jefferson. So I, I, I think that middle is perfect. Well, here's the thing. I think I don't think they drop much because Marcus Davenport is a 77 grade. Zadarius is an 83. And so they're pretty close. They also have Dalvin Cook. Now, this is interesting. I don't know what this has got to be some errors in this or, or we're missing something. They have Dalvin Cook graded as a 68.1. They have Alexander Madison graded out as a 71.5. So I don't yeah, know. Small I mean, I sample guess, size last year, probably. For yeah, Madison. true. I guess it's 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 a little bit of that. It's a little bit of figuring out. Um Based off his production and the number of times he touched the ball, maybe graded out as a 71.5. And Dalvin Cook had so many touches, he graded out 68. But I still don't. That's the one reason why I always say when, when Patrick Peterson, I think Patrick Peterson said it, when he was like, PFF doesn't know the scheme. They don't know what we're supposed to do in this situation. They're just they're just using their own metrics. And they're creating, just like ESPN using uh, QBR. You know, like people create their own thing and then they go with it, not really knowing. Uh, they're just throwing numbers out there. But you know what? Like, when you look at the Minnesota Vikings in this, they're literally in the middle. They're 16. When you think about the playoffs, here's the problem. 14 teams make the playoffs. So by this standard, now we haven't, I didn't dive into it, and maybe we'll do that tomorrow a little bit more about playoffs. Now PFF has this and really like break this down and really get into the meat and bones of it. 
but they don't have the Minnesota Vikings in the playoffs. But this is why the playoffs don't matter because rankings are by your um, your conference and it's by your division. And when you look at the Vikings division with the Lions, the Vikings, the Bears, and the Packers, coming up next, we're going to talk about where those four fall. So now this is going to dive into it a little bit more, even though they're 16. Just that's just that's just what we think your roster is. Doesn't have anything to do with it if we think you're actually going to make the playoffs. And we'll talk about that next on the Ron Johnson show, but we have a word for our sponsors. Thanks, Ron. We're brought to you by FanDuel. As always, on Monday, you can take a swing at Major League Baseball betting after the All-Star break. You can get 10 times your original bet back in bonus bets, whether your first bet wins or not. So you can bet 20 and get 200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Bet 20, get 200. Not too bad. When baseball comes back after the All-Star break, you can get in the action with the FanDuel Sportsbook app, which is safe, secure, super easy to use, and you get paid instantly. No better place to bet baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get those 200 bucks back in bonus bets. FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. Well, Sam, as we jump into this second segment, and and again, I wanted to dive into this a little bit. So, of course, they have the Detroit Lions roster. I don't know. Do you agree with that? The Lions roster being ahead of the Vikings roster? Yeah, I mean, again, that's a case of a team drafting high over a number of years, getting multiple first-round picks in their system. Um, So on paper, maybe. Like with upside, maybe. But I'm not sure that we can say for certain that Jack Campbell is going to be a star in the league. Um, I don't know if Brian Branch is going to be a star in the league. I don't know if Aiden Hutchinson is there yet. I don't know if Jameer Gibbs is going to, you know, or Sam Laporta. Like, I'm looking at five rookies in that starting 22 um, and a number of second-year players, right? So it's, it's very theoretical with the Lions. I don't know if they've really proven anything yet with that roster. Right, and they don't have the Lions super high. They have them at 13, so they're not too far in front of the Vikings at 16. So, again, another safety value bet, but this is the thing. The the Lions' strength, pass rush, we can agree with that. You just bought up all the, the rushers. Their biggest weakness, receiver depth. Uh, they have uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, then they have Jamison Williams, and then after that, it's kind of like, well, who's left? And that's kind of true. They have Josh Reynolds. I think Sam Laporta, like you brought up, we saw him what he did with the uh, Iowa Hawkeyes. I hate to say it, uh, but he's good. He's good. So he can be a Dallas Clark. Like he reminds me of Dallas Clark. Like I think he's going to come in and be like a, not say a George Kittle, but like a George Kittle to the 49ers. He's going to be that to the Lions. He's going to be an early. I mean, he's going to be what TJ Hawkinson was. And then they just didn't want to pay TJ Hawkinson the TJ Hawkinson money um, because they were kind of, I think, trying to figure it out. I don't know. I mean, you, you get rid of Hawkinson and you draft another Iowa guy in Sam Laporta. So <laughs> smart. You get another, you basically get another great tight end for rookie money. And maybe that's their thing. Maybe they're going to keep tight ends from Iowa for the, for three years and then trade them and then draft another Iowa tight end in the next three years. Cause that'll like, be just, one. It, it, it will be one. So I think that that might be their formula, but the one thing about the lions, they, it, and this is where it gets interesting. So they have the lions and then they have win loss over unders. And I'm, I'm pretty sure they're just going off Vegas. Nine win total over under. They picked them as the under. So they're saying the Lions are going to either win nine or eight, sorry, and tie one, or they're just going to win eight. So either way, they're not going to get to nine wins. What are your thoughts on that? I don't know if there's a push in this. I don't know if nine wins 
No, nine wins is a push. So they could get nine wins. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, interesting that they'd put their roster above the Vikings and project the under. And then on the Vikings, over under eight and a half, they're projecting the over. So they're saying the Vikings will win more games with a worse roster. Or they both win nine. Well, no, you're right, because they're saying under nine. So they're 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 not giving themselves any room. So yeah, right. they're saying the yeah. Vikings win nine or more. And I think it seems like their rationale is that the Vikings just have a more mature offensive side of the ball and the Lions True. didn't really improve much on offense and they lose Jamison Williams for six games. So it's going to be Amon Ross St. Brown and not much else uh, at receiver for the Lions. So that it's I, I appreciate it, though. I'm not I'm not one to just jump on this Lions bandwagon all the way. And I'm glad that people are pumping the brakes a little bit. Yeah, so if you're a Kirk Cousins hater, please close your ears right now. The biggest strengths in 2023 for the Minnesota Vikings, the passing game. Kirk Cousins and company, not Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins and company were often left in to carry the load in shootouts last season. The Vikings had unprecedented success in close games. We know they won uh, every single game just about or something. It was like 11 uh, in one-score games. Uh, Cousins was a solid 77.7. That's lucky right there. Seven, seven, seven. Mm. The luck of the cousins. Jackpot. Passing grade on the year. Justin Jefferson arguably the best receiver in the game. True. KJ Osborne, TJ Hawkinson. And this is where it gets interesting. They said Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook uh, were usually, uh, sorry, the usual contributors uh, to the passing game. Christian Darisaw, Brian O'Neill, two of the best blockers. So you take out Adam Thielen, which they did. So that's why I still don't understand this article because they took out Adam Thielen like if they had left Adam Thielen in the roster, then I say they're just really late. They took Adam Thielen off the roster, so they do know Adam Thielen's not there. But for some reason, and maybe, and maybe here's the thing. Well, no, because Darius got another team. But I was gonna say maybe because Dalvin Cook hadn't been trade or hadn't officially been on another team yet. But because he could still come back, like that's that's what they're maybe. I don't think he will. I don't think there's enough money to get him back. Because um, why would you come back for? Um, less than maybe they were offering you before if they were, because I'm pretty sure they said, hey, would you take a pay cut for one year? And he probably said, nope, cut me. Um, But the Vikings, their weakness, coverage. But then their X factor, Byron Murphy Jr. Mm. Byron Byron Murphy Jr. He is going to be, and Sam, you don't know what movie that's from. It's a movie. It was a, like a Tyler Perry movie, so I know you never saw that. Mm, but nope. it was um, it was the wife that was her role, the wife of um, Amon Shumpert, the the rapper singer. Forgot her name already. Um, <clears throat> but Amon Shumpert's wife, she played Lil Bow Wow's wife in this movie, or Baby Mama, and Lil Bow Wow's name was Byron. So whenever she got mad at him, she would just be like Byron, and she just kept going on until he would answer. <laughs> Are we going to so hear that, that a lot on Mondays after Murphy struggles? Or are you going to come on with the Byron? Like, bit? Byron. Yeah. How come you couldn't cover nobody, Byron? Come on, Byron. No. <laughs> I might have to, we might have to just get that clip to play. Like, just have her voice play the clip. Like, you the sound that effect. In. Just the sound effect of her voice doing Byron. Um, why, I'm, I'm forgetting her name. Oh, uh, Tiana Taylor. That's her name. It's the, the singer rapper. Uh, which again, Sam, you wouldn't know this, but my sweet 16 on MTV used to go on MTV a long time ago. She was like one of the first people to do my sweet 16 and people had no idea who she was. And now she's a famous singer, rapper, superstar, actress, blah, blah. But yeah, when she was 16, she hit the scene on MTV. But anyway, they say Byron Murphy Jr. is the, uh, is the X factor. So clearly coverage is being looked into. They talked about his potential, uh, last year he had a 67 overall grade so not great but not bad 
Um, they talked about Patrick Peterson being gone, but they need stability in this defensive backfield, which hopefully Byron Murphy can add it. They're the rookie to watch is Jordan Addison. When you think about the Minnesota Vikings, though, you're right. They say they're going to win over eight and a half, so nine. If the if the if the Lions win eight, the Vikings win nine. They can still go to the playoffs, both of them, because um, we don't know what the NFC is going to be. But I'm guessing the winner is it. if you're that low and wins, that's it. The winner's only going. But here's the 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 kicker at the bottom. Go all the way to the bottom, Sam. All the way to the end. Were you surprised at where the Packers and the Bears finished in this? Um, Bears. So Bears twenty two, Packers twenty seven. Yep. I mean, I I think we were probably sitting here a year ago, and I I remember this distinctly. There was an article that was like you know putting each team's position groups in yep. in a ranking, and the Packers were like top five in all of them except receiver. It was like running backs, Packers top five, <laughs> offensive line top five, pass rushing top five, coverage top five. What happened? Did did last year? just sort of sour everybody on the Packers roster or did they, they didn't lose that many players. Right. I yeah. mean, that's, that's crazy to me that just the kind of the perception of that team has changed that much in one year, because last year people were saying their best roster in the NFL, arguably, and now bottom five, bottom six, I guess that's yeah. uh, crazy to me. And when you look at their win total for the, uh, for the Packers are saying seven and a half wins, they're taking the under. They're taking them under seven and a half wins. And that's just basically off the roster construction. Um, so, and the, again, these are all predictions. This has nothing to do with what's going to actually happen. So don't, don't Packer fans, don't get mad at us and Peter Bukowski and all this seven and a half wins was for the uh, bears as well. Have them on the under. So they have the bears under seven. They have the Packers under seven. They have the, 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 the lions under nine They have the Vikings over eight and a half. So they have the Vikings winning Lions second. They have the, the bears and the Packers and they both could, you know, be around the same. They're not saying they're just saying right now, roster wise is where they're at. And then bears and Packers are fighting for the bottom. They're, they're even. And, and that's what I would take as it, I would take it as, um, but they have the Vikings winning the NFC North theoretically based off. If you had to put money on the win total, if I had to put money on it too, I'm going to put my money uh, and I'm going to Iowa on Wednesday. So I might have to put money on the Vikings. If there's a proper parlay out there for who's going to win the NFC North, I'm going to, have to look that yeah. up and see if it's up there yet on FanDuel. And I'll put some early money down. I'm going to just put, I don't know, it depends on my odds are, uh, but I might put 50 to hundred bucks. If it's good odds where I can turn 50 into 500. I don't know. They're giving me 10 to one on the Vikings to win it. I'm taking it 50 to win uh 500. Why not? And uh, you guys can go to FanDuel as well and jump on that too. Uh, but coming up next, we got the daily three. That's, Three questions. We're going to go about 30 seconds each today. Um, something happened with the Twins, though, that I kind of thought was going to happen, and I was hoping it wouldn't happen, but it did. So we're going to talk about that in the Daily Three, maybe take a little bit more time with the Twins and speed through a little bit of the other ones. Uh, but I just want everybody to know SiriusXM is a proud partner of uh, Care 11. You can There's no Twins games, uh, but you can please download the SXM app. Just download the SXM app. You can search Locked On Sports Minnesota. You can find the Ron Johnson Show right on the app. You can take it in your car. Uh, but when the next Twins game come up, all you have to do is search Twins, and you'll get every pitch on the hometown broadcast. Well, now it's time. It's time for the Daily Three, Sam. That's three questions, about 30 seconds each. Take it away. Jordan Reed, friend of the show. He's got a 2024 mock draft. The latest mock has the <clears> Vikings <throat> taking edge rusher, and this is a great name, Chop. Robinson. 
Um, is edge rusher Ron the team's biggest need outside of quarterback after this season? So Jordan Reed's been pretty good at predictions. Um, I'd say yes, edge rusher is because you got uh Daniel Hunter who may or may not I mean this might be his last season if he if he comes back. I'm not sure he's going to stay unless they offer him another long-term deal. The Vikings might say, hey, let's go young on this defense. Brian Flores might say, hey, we don't need a X amount of dollar edge rusher. Give me a really good young guy, and I could turn him into what we need. And so when you think about that, I, I, I easily can see uh, – and, and if Chop Robinson, I haven't watched much of him, don't know much about him, um, but I know Jordan Reed watches a ton of college sports and so or football for sure, and so that's where maybe we got to get Jordan on and talk about that. But I, I could see that being the need in, in the way they go. I mean, there's there's some other ones out there. I'm pretty sure Georgia, Alabama have some. Uh, but if he's putting Chop Robinson to the Vikings, I think he's just probably doing it off where he thinks other guys are going to go. But, yeah, I think edge rusher is definitely the, the, the issue they're going to need to fix. What do you think? Um, yeah, I, I just need to know what's happening at quarterback. If your first round pick is an edge rusher and Kirk Cousins contract expired, I need to know what's happening at QB. That's the biggest uh, X factor of all, uh, twins, Ron, you sat here on the round table and you said, Whoa, guys, don't get ahead of yourselves. The twins are playing a good Baltimore team. The, the guardians are playing the Royals. The twins could lose first place by the end of the weekend. And sure enough, the twins score five runs. In three games, they lost 15 to two yesterday. Embarrassingly, they were swept. They lost the lead. Ron, will the Twins ever regain the AL Central lead after the All Star break? <clears throat> well, they're a half game back. So, yes, they will. It's going to be a roller coaster throughout the way. I think uh, for true baseball fans who are watching the standings, uh, it's going to be ag- agonizing for them. It's going to be an agonizing, either like just uh, here we go again. Now, if they drop three games back somehow, no. But if they can keep it to one to a half game, I think they have a chance because then they always have something to play for every game and say, hey, look, we were the, the Guardians lost. We're in this, guys. Let's go do this. Um, but I kind of predicted it. I hate it. I did it. I wish I could have put money on it. But the the Twins, again, like you said, the five runs, they got rid of um, Louisa Rise. He's out there he crushing the ball. That's the problem. When you get rid of a hitter, sometimes you feel like you can get a, get away with it. And there was no reason to do that. Like you, you have an unlimited amount of money. Just pay for everybody. That's what I don't understand about the twins. Pay for everybody, keep everybody. And then you can probably string together a chance to go to the playoffs and win something, but they keep trying to figure out how to do it for cheap. The Yankees figured it out. They won. I don't know how many pennants. Uh, some of these other teams are, are, are the Dodgers are spending money. The angels are spending money, like spend money and you win. But yeah, it is what it is. What you got next? Yep, it's frustrating. Uh, Wemby, summer league going on over the weekend in Vegas. There was, uh, I believe he's played two games. First game was rough. He had a a tough debut. I think he went like 2 of 13, but then comes back and scores 27 in his second game. Have you seen any of Wembenyama in the summer league? And if so, what are your impressions? Uh, I saw some highlights. So here's what I saw of the highlights. Bad and good. So there was some bad. I mean, of course, they're going to put bad highlights because there's haters out there. Bad highlights is the weight. Like he he's just able to get pushed around a little bit. You know, he's got to figure out his niche at seven four. It's tough to say I'm just a guard at seven four, but he's a unicorn, so he's got to find it. But he scored 27 the other night. And and what I saw about that is just length. Like he's long. Like his putback, he barely jumped and dunked on somebody. Like it was it was so effortless. Mm-hmm. Like where anybody else had got it. Like he tipped the ball off the backboard, then dunked it on a rebound. Anybody else does that, we're like, oh my God. He does it. It's like, yeah, he's 7'4. 
So he's effortless. So he's going to have to find a way. But like every time he runs down the court in a fast break, he just stands in the middle. Like you do with little kids, they throw it up to him. He turns and he knows how to find the glass. He has touch with his left and his right. He had a step back three. He crossed the guy over, hit a step back jumper. So he has the tools. Um, he's going to have to get stronger, though, because that's where you're not seeing the vets right now. You're seeing the rookies who all probably uh, he's their equal. You know, but when when you start going against guys who don't care about you, don't like you, and really hate that you're the number one pick, he's gonna get bullied by some bigger, stronger guys. I mean, um, that that's what's gonna happen with some of the you know the centers or the bigger guys like a Draymond Green that's gonna guard him. They're gonna try to bully him and push him all around the court so he can't get to a spot. But the problem is the kid can shoot three, so it does he really have a spot that he needs to get to to score on you, and that's that's what we're going to see this season. Once he gets with the vets, then I'll you know I'll I'll, I'll make a bigger prediction on it. But I don't know. Do you do you have any early predictions on uh, or impressions on Wimby? Um, I watched the bad performance he had. I didn't see the good ones, so I got to go back and watch some of that. Um, it, it seemed like he was kind of floating around a little bit. Didn't really know how to assert himself in the first game, and clearly clearly he figured that out pretty fast. It's summer league. I'm not going to overreact to anything until I see him going mano a mano against Gobert, the two Frenchmen going toe to toe. That's going to be really exciting. Yeah, well, that'll do it for us today. I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Action. We look forward to discussing maybe this roster a little bit more for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, and then after this All Star break, what are the Twins going to do? Like, are they going to actually continue to compete? Or are they going to fall apart because they lost the lead finally? And now they're going, they have to sit all weekend and think about the fact that they're not in first place anymore. If the playoffs are to start today, the Twins are out. But wherever you get your podcast, people, iHeartMedia uh, apps, uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, SXM app, just search Locked On Sports Minnesota. Also, Amazon Fire, Roku. You can find our show there as well. Just search Locked On Sports Minnesota on there. And then on YouTube, all you need is an email address and you can watch our show. You can see our pretty faces. You can put a name with the face. And then when we have our guests on, you get to see them as well. Got some good ones coming up soon. Sidney Rice, uh, talk to him, trying to get Michael Floyd nailed down. So I'm looking forward to get, catching up with those guys and getting some Viking stories. But I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Ekstrom. I want to thank you guys. Have a great day. 